you want to live a life of freedom and adventure? Are you wanting more than the daily grind? Me too. Welcome to The Emma Lovell Show, a place where we talk about living a life you love now. I'm your host, Emma Lovell, and my number one value is freedom. I've spent the last 14 years running a business and traveling the world, and now I take my husband and toddler along for the adventure too. It's possible and I know you can create a life doing what you truly love as well. This podcast will inspire, motivate, and encourage you to go after your dreams, to create a life you love and to live it now, not wait for retirement or someday in the future. I'll be sharing episodes weekly about how I harmonize business, travel, and self-care. I'll also bring on incredible guests to share their journeys, the wins, the challenges, and how they're creating a life they love. Let's jump in and get dreaming. This is a space for you to manifest a life you love. I would like to acknowledge and recognize Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. I am grateful for the continuing care of the land, waterways and skies where I work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on Yugambeh country and from wherever you are listening, I pay my respects to the elders past and present. Welcome to the podcast today. I am so excited to introduce Kate Astle, who is a business and marketing coach who's helping female leaders to grow and make sales on Instagram. She offers one-to-one coaching and courses, and she owns a wellness business as well, where she teaches yoga, hosts workshops, retreats, and events. But before that, she worked as a medical scientist for 12 years. I had the pleasure of meeting Kate on a retreat and we connected straight away. It's been incredible over the past few years to see her journey and I really wanted to share that with you here today and how she is really actively living the life she loves uh, and also helping others to do the same. We share that in common. So please enjoy today's episode with the fabulous Kate Astle. Welcome to the podcast, Kate Astle. Thanks, Emma. I'm excited to be here. Oh, it's so lovely to see you. Um, I always like to have you say sort of in a few words, how would you describe yourself or who are you in your words? Oh, who am I? Um, I am a businesswoman. I'm an entrepreneur. So I went from working for someone else and now I re-identify as working for myself. I am a stepmom. I'm a partner. I am enthusiastic. I love life. I have a lot of passion and a lot of flair for the work that I do. And um, I think that that's come from finding something that I absolutely adore. So definitely fiery, passionate, enthusiastic, adventurous. Yes, yes. And we connected over that because I met you at a retreat, which I'm trying to think now. It was last beginning of last year, right? Start of 2022. I think it was, was it 22 or 21? When was Finn born? <laughs> yeah, no, it must have been 22 because he was a year. Yeah. 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 I know the times have melt, like, like just molded, molded away, melted away. Um, yeah. But yes, we met on that retreat with um, the wonderful Amy, the um, Ladies Without Limits. And it was such a short time. We were really together only two days. I felt like it was such a special time. Yeah, I don't even think it was two days. Like we met the morning, the Saturday, and then I think we were dropped off on the Sunday. Yeah, the next day. Felt like a lot longer than what it was. 
yeah, it was incredible to see what could be created in that time and when you bring people together. Um, and I love going back. It would be fun to go back and see some of the stuff that we wrote down, um, the stuff that we worked on because I know yeah. the seeds were really planted there for me of what's developed. And for you, you were still in employment then. Yeah, I think I've done a complete switch. I think even at the time I didn't write that I was interested in even leaving my full-time job. But uh, with events and experiences and things that happened between now and then, everything is just kind of pivoted. So, so what was, yeah, what did life look like then? Like, let's say 2021, 20, 2020, early 2022. Yeah, so I was in my 12th year working as a medical scientist for New South Wales Health Pathology. Um, they were beautiful in that they granted lots of personal development opportunities and that's where I was introduced to mindfulness. And then it must have been 2020 when we were in the lockdowns with COVID that I did my yoga teacher training. So a lot of the development uh, from mindfulness and meditation kind of sparked a passion with yoga. So I decided to do my teacher training and jumped in, opened my own studio. So when I met you, I had my studio that I was running classes in. I was working full time. I had started my own podcast. I was doing all of my own marketing. But back when I opened my own studio, I realized that I knew nothing about branding, about marketing, about positioning my offer. And so being so in love with growth and development, I dived into lots of courses, study, being a scientist, doing lots of testing on social media to see what worked and what didn't work with my audience to then kind of come up with my own strategies. Um, and then also in the process of starting my podcast, spoke to so many incredible entrepreneurs that were passionate about what they did. They were very talented in the fields that they worked, but like me, they started their business not because they had a passion for business or marketing. And so they also had a gap in that knowledge. So I think at the time of the retreat, I was still very much into my wellness business. Mm. And after that, I really pivoted into being a coach and uh, like a marketing coach, business coach for people who work within the health and wellness industry to help them give their clients the transformation. Yeah, a huge shift. Yeah, you had... You were definitely doing a lot of the testing and the and the socials, and you and I did a. We were doing the reels there. Yes. You were like content, content, content. Come on, you be here, you be there. We did an international women's day one collaborative, which was fun, and then we um you and I did a collaboration. We've got to do one of those again, um where we we did it from afar. Um, and you just came to me, you're like, okay, you do this bit, I'll do this bit. And I was like, yes, I love it, and. I think that was when you were like, oh, you like doing this. You'll say yes. Like you'll take action. I'm like, yeah, we'll. What are we doing? Uh, it was really fun. And, I, yeah, I think that's something I don't do or love is the um, experimenting and the testing side of it. I kind of like to kind of do it and then it's done. Um, but, you know, people even like looking at your metrics, I get slaps on the wrist and I come from a marketing background, but I'm more like the storytelling side of the the quality, the, qualitative not the quantitative side um you know but it, if you're not looking at data then you're going you're still just throwing spaghetti at the wall yeah I think that's where I've kind of got this hybrid approach based off my background so I'm very creative I was when I first went into medical science we had to do one of those personality tests 
and they had the personality of a typical scientist, so very stereotyped. And I did it and I was the opposite end of that spectrum. Like I was completely opposite to what a typical scientist would be, but I still had a love for the numbers, for the experiments, for the innovation, I think, sitting on the edge of what's new and what's to come. And so it's just adapted into social media. So looking at analytics, what works, what doesn't, and it's going to be different for everyone's audience. So I love that depending on what you're doing, my strategy won't work for everybody else, but you've really got to be influenced by those analytics. Yes. And actually go and look at them. And it's um, really quite interesting. And the things that you think will work or you actually like plan and you go, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be great. Doesn't and the thing that you kind of go, I don't know, for me it always is like kind of go, oh, I'll phone it in. This will do. <laughs> say something today. I've got to do something, and then it goes really well. Or people go, that thing you said was really great. I was like, oh, that was I don't know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> this is where it can be like really intuitive as well as be like defined by analytics. So it's like that's not the nice compromise between both. But then having, but then, you know, I think, no, I know where I've gone wrong in the last few years was not listening to still pushing out what I thought was the right thing or what I thought people wanted to see or hear, as opposed to, you know, using Instagram stories, which I've been doing lately, like asking a question or asking people to comment and then actually using their response. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Going down that road or going, oh, that kind of one where I said something a bit or controversial, which I didn't think was controversial, worked. Why don't I try that again? But next thing I know, I'm reinventing the wheel with something new. Um, or like you said, just following somebody else's, it worked for them. It should work for me. Yeah. And it doesn't. And yeah. so, you know, something else that I loved seeing evolve for you was, I mean, you were doing a lot of travel. I think it was through the work. But now yeah. you've incorporated that you're you're running your own workshops and your own retreats but also doing some stuff for you as well a bit more travel for you so what does that look like yeah so i when i was doing my yoga classes when i first started um ignorantly i dove into doing every type of event that you could in the wellness space workshops retreats Um, They were, I call them retreats, but they weren't overnight retreats where you go and stay in a luxurious hotel or something like that. It was more, you come into the studio between eight and five and we do retreat style things there. And then you go home, sleep at your own house and then come back the next day and we do the second day of the retreat. Um, That's kind of evolved into more half day retreats with larger numbers of people. So like up to 30 people. Um, with guest Reiki masters and, you know, other people that are in the health and wellness industry. I think before I started doing everything, I was always into travel and me and my partner before COVID, we would do two to three international holidays every year. And I was lucky that I was starting to accrue long service leave and annual leave in my full-time job that we were able to do that. But then since working for myself, it's just opened up this whole new door where there's no leave accrual, there's no limit on how long we can go for. And so once everything kind of opened up after COVID, being interested in yoga and that type of thing, we went to India. So that was one of the first retreats, well, not first retreats, that was one of the first travels that we did post 
COVID lockdowns. And then this year we went to Europe for five weeks. We trekked through Spain and then um, next year we've got like Nepal and China on the cards. We went to Bali just recently and then looking at running retreats in Bali. So this Bali experience we just went on, it was really about research and looking into what we wanted the experience to be for clients. So, um, yeah, next year we'll be opening up three or four retreats over in Bali. I love it. Yeah. Mm. Like amazing that you're pulling in that old experience, that love that you had. And I love what you said about the no limits because it sounds like you obviously maximised um, the annual leave, which people don't always do um, and really use that in your favour. But to just, yeah, to have that realisation, because sometimes people start businesses and they're like, well, now I have to run the business, so I can't I can't travel. And it kind of goes, even though the whole reason for starting the business was the freedom, you've actually managed to to hold on to that. And, and you've locked yourself in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you you haven't. You've You've seen, like... I guess you've taken that learning and seen what's possible, which is amazing. Yeah. When I started my business, the biggest thing that I did first, which is what I encourage all my clients to do, um, is think about the vision for their life. Like in five years time, um, like I bring the yoga and meditation into it here. We do like a quantum embodiment where you shut your eyes and you visualize yourself waking up five years from now what does your day look like? So where do you wake up? What are the sheets you're waking up in? What does it feel like? Was it an alarm? Was it the sun coming in through the window? What location were you in? Were you in the same house? And like really running through your day step by step when you eat what you eat, you know, the amount of work you're doing throughout the day. And sometimes the daily activities also give you an indication of how much money you need to be making in business to be able to sustain it. So if you're going out for coffee and going out for lunch and if you are, you know, getting takeout or if you're doing things out and about or if you're on the other side of the world when you wake up, you're going to understand in business how much money you're going to need to be making to be able to make that a reality. So that's what I did when I first started my business. And so with the day that I planned out, I needed to have something that was flexible. That was um, what I call a passive income. So making income from something without exchanging your time for it. Um, That's the biggest mistake service-based industry makes when they step into business. They max out their hours per week. They hit the roof with their income and then they become overwhelmed and burnt out quite quickly. So I was very conscious of that setting up my offers and what I was going to be doing with my clients. Um, And that's just because I did that first and then set my business up around what I wanted life to look like. That's now what I'm living. Yeah. Wow. So good. So good. And it's a hard, it's not hard. I use that word a lot. It's, it can be challenging for people like that talking about that five years. I think I would say for me 10 years ago, I've been running my business 14 years, seeing that the, the seeds I planted or the actions that I took now were going to impact me in five years' time. It was just sort of incomprehensible, whereas now time is moving faster and I can see the fruits. Of, sometimes the things are happening faster than, um, you know, I'm saying it will happen in five years and it's coming quicker, but also that, that five years is coming. You know, I wanted to buy a house. Oh, wait, I already have bought a house. Like, you know, I want to run a retreat in India. Oh, well, next thing I know it's four years later and I've done it. Like that, you know, planting that seed or that, you know, even that idea seed 
years ago, I can now see that um, that reality can come true. Whereas I think before I found the, yeah, sometimes at five years, I don't, you know, I do that. I don't know what I'm going to be doing next week, let alone what I'm doing five years. And that's, you do need to be guided through. If you just ask someone a question on a piece of paper, what are you doing in five years? They can't go into it. And like you said, with the detail, like it's that detail um, that that's where like that power is. And then, you know, you sort of, if you're still kind of limiting yourself and you're like, it's five years time and you're saying that you're going to basically be doing the same thing again, you're like, really? Like, is that the, what we want for our best future self? Hey, lovely. I want to open the doors to incredible opportunities for you on an all-inclusive luxury retreat exclusively for people who are ready to live a life they love. I invite you to join me for five inspiring nights in sensational Sri Lanka for the Rest and Receive Retreat, hosted from 2nd to 7th of November, 2024, by yours truly, Emma Lovell. I ask you to disconnect your senses and immerse in this exotic culture while you reconnect with yourself. You get to share this luxurious experience with 12 incredible people while forming connections that last a lifetime. I really cannot undersell or overestimate this incredible retreat and the magic of going to a place to give yourself space and time. I want to share it with you. And if you are interested, then please head to my website, emmalovell.au slash Sri Lanka retreat. I'd love to see you there. And I'm happy to chat if you have any questions whatsoever. Please take this opportunity to come along and join me in stunning Sri Lanka. But it- yeah, for sure. I think um, with this, so I tend to leave it more like what you want your life to feel like, what you want it to, um, when I say look like, it doesn't have to look the same every day, but if you need financial freedom, if you need time abundance to pursue activities or do things you love or to be overseas, Um, one of my, like, I love traveling and if I travel with family or if I travel by myself, either way, I don't mind doing a couple hours work in the morning, but then I want like the day to explore. Mm. Um, so I knew that when, even in five years time, I'm fairly confident that I'll still want that time freedom. So for me to set up more passive streams of income now or offers, it's going to still benefit me. And when I say like that five-year exercise, I do it every six months or so, and it, it changes, like it tweaks and it changes. But when you've got that clear direction of what you want it to look like, um, you get less overwhelmed in the here and now. So in the present moment, because when you make decisions, you make them based off, like you said, for your future self. So what is your future self going to benefit from? What choice can I make today? So that tomorrow it's going to be better for tomorrow's version of me. Yeah, yeah. Which I think I think it does come with a little bit of age and wisdom to be yeah. able to do that, and but also to have seen it, to see it play out, and to yeah. have someone like you guide you through it. And I've had the fortune of having people guide me through it too, um, to see yeah that it, how it could work. Another one that I found that was really helpful was. I think I've done an ideal day exercise and then that felt in a way limiting to me because you're trying to imagine your day, but then I'm going and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And they sort of said, imagine like an ideal week. And so that worked for me with India. Like when I did that ideal day exercise, I did vision waking up in India with my boys, you know, favourite country in the world, 
my favorite people in the world and then running my retreat um, and having all these beautiful people. And the way, because she said it didn't have to be a day, it was like I did have those things. It's just they were over a couple of days. So um, the boys were in India with me, which was a really important part, and we woke up together and it was beautiful and lovely and I cried. And then two days later I woke up on the retreat and I ran the retreat as I had imagined. But it was in the you know, within the same sort of time frame. But if it was like, did I get my ideal day? No. Um, but I got my ideal scenario. It just played out. I got my ideal yeah, vision. It just was over a couple of days, uh, which I think is pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's amazing. And I think sometimes though, like my ideal day in five years time, I might have parts of that playing out now. Mm. and some parts of that may play out in three months' time, some parts of that may play out in two years' time, and then my vision for my five years may change. But all in the while, in the lead-up, like my days now are pretty ideal <laughs> in terms of the freedom that I have. I suppose the biggest thing is freedom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's nice to look at that too because I think sometimes people think when you – you know, once you've got all these ducks in a row and you've got all your things, that you're almost going to be a different person and you're fundamentally you are you. But, you know, like you said, you're becoming that person. And so it's like, well, something that helped me a lot was it's kind of like I'd love to have a personal trainer every day, but right now that's not the case. But it's like how can I emulate that, you know, or um, I'd like to be someone who's very well put together and always have my hair done. Well, maybe I could get a blow dry once a week and, I'm not in a position to get it done every day or to have a full makeup and hair every morning. But once a week or once a fortnight, I go and get my hair blow dried. And it was like, oh, I could start to do some of those little things. I can't have a, a personal chef, but I could get some catered meals, um, you know, the the meal service or whatever. There's ways that you go, oh, this is what it's going to feel like. I'm not just going to be today me and then in five years completely different me. You know, it's it's you, I don't know enhanced or whatever yeah it's such as you with x with layers of experience that's a lovely way to put it yes yes um I, I do remember you did a beautiful meditation for us which was so unplanned and I think sometimes this is the beauty beautiful thing on a retreat if you allow a bit of space um that we did stay overnight and we were all there and we sort of all agreed that we would like a something and we all woke up early and so you you and um lovely Julia ran a sort of meditation or guided and just breathing and being and it was all very organic yeah I feel like that's how life should be <laughs> I think sometimes when we cram too much stuff into life we don't create space for spontaneity or for things to come in and so we can be wishing and hoping and wanting something to change yet because we don't create space for it we never feel like it comes yeah so it's like when you take space, and I think that's what happens sometimes for people over this time of year, over Christmas and New Year's, because they sometimes do feel so fatigued from the year that was, and they're just ready for a restart. Um, and they feel like December, January is a great time to do that because they create space during that time. They allow themselves that time to reset. But yeah. ideally that can be done every single day or it can be done whenever you need it, not just at Christmas, New Year's. Well, and not to the crashing and burning kind of like, you know, or they like these, all these messages about who else is crawling to the finish line. I'm like, do we really like, and what's the finish line? An arbitrary date of the year? Like, 
this mm. actually horoscopes and um you know chinese new year and um i mean tax like there's all different calendar like, there's, there's a calendar year but there's all different um you know sort of measures of time yeah. and for many the year doesn't stop at 31st of december like it's look at the financial year we're only halfway through yeah which is exciting and it changed my seasons a lot like the possibility because you could look at it and go okay well I'm not where I want to be or mm. not hitting what I want to hit I've got a whole another six months to turn that around and December and Jan used to be quieter and I don't know if that was a lot of my money it was a mindset it might have also been industry um there are some seasons within industries for sure but I've also shifted my mindset so much to be that you know why can't December and January be my best two months of the year? Yeah. For the health and wellness industry, like I am sure the gyms will get an injection of cash come 1st of January. <laughs> I am certain that the gyms will be over flooded with people for two to three weeks in January who will pay 12 months, six month memberships um, and then just, you know, go back into Groundhog Day, back into the grind have all these goals and aspirations, but um, then just, yeah, fall back into the same cycles. Yeah, and I heard something last year. We had a planning. We were, um, so we're talking 2022. Cause, you know, when you're near the end of the year, when we're near the end of the calendar years, the years do start to kind of, dates do start to merge a bit. But I was at a planning retreat. So we'd been, I think we were on the next month. I was on a retreat and people were saying, February's way too late in the year to have a planning thing. Like this was poorly done. And it was like, actually, again, going back to the horoscope or the um, Chinese New Year, it is actually around mid-Feb. It's Valentine's Day that yeah. the horoscope year starts. And so this year, at, um, February 2023, I hosted a retreat. And it was really a perfect timing because for a lot of people, they are still, although they want that quiet, they do get caught up with the holidays and or they're just so pooped that they're like, I can't even comprehend anything and think about what's to come. And so come February, they'd sort of had their downtime. They'd had the blur. They, they were coming back in and they're like, okay, well, what is on the cards? And if we talk calendar year, then you have 10 whole months or financial year, you still got four whole, like four months. Like it's actually when you use your time well, it's a lot of time. Yeah, definitely. I don't, with my business, I don't feel restricted by any sort of measurement. I think um, inspiration comes when it comes. And outside of that, it's just setting things up so that I can have time in April, May to go to Nepal and China. But, you know, I don't necessarily call it a holiday. It's an experience. Like we're going to travel, we're going to hike. Um, and then, yeah, run into the end of the year in this time like I love Christmas but at the same time I don't feel like I have to wrap things up in my business so it's not like everyone keeps asking so when do you finish for the year and it's like well I don't really consider what I do week to week that stressful or that you know demanding that I need to take a break from it um but <laughs> so it's like it's a really awkward question or really difficult for me to answer yes well, which we are creating a life that we don't want to escape from. Yeah. We're creating lives that we are loving living. And so, uh, you know, for me it's, um, you know, Finn's still in childcare and so I don't have to abide the school holidays. And I understand for people with school sometimes that is their, their kind of set periods. But even then there are 
programs or there are support around that too. But um, I said, I'll be working. I'll, I'll take the public holidays off and go with those. And then I'll work the days that he's at school and be like, but make sure you take a break. And I was like, but sometimes a day or two is a lovely break. Sometimes I take, well, I take a break in my day. I'll go and have a swim today. Why can't I take a break every day as opposed yeah. to collapse for two weeks? I know. Like this was my first meeting today. Like, so for reference, it's 12.45. This morning I went for a walk. I did some cleaning, reorganized my desk, um, you know, had a lovely breakfast. And so this was the first thing I did today, but this was like a regular work day for me. Sometimes I'll have one meeting. Sometimes I'll have two. Sometimes I'll sit on my computer and create content for a couple of hours. But this is what every day looks like. It's lovely. It's it's nice to remember that. I know that even even of having done it for fourteen years, there's sometimes there's just such this energetic pull towards the nine to five that there are times where I'm like, or and yeah. we, I'm going to change the time change with Queensland. So it's like eight a.m. and I'm going, oh my gosh, the work day started because it's nine a.m. in Sydney, and I was like, but I don't care. Like, <laughs> I did have a meeting at nine today, so that's fine. I had a meeting which I was excited about at nine o'clock. Um, but other than that, why do I have, I didn't have to do anything until that time, but, but we can feel, we can, one can, uh, and I do sometimes feel that pull of the work day and you're like, but why? And it's Hang like, on a minute. <laughs> really like outside of me and it's having to have that quick conversation with myself of like, yes, I can make the decision to just go for a walk or just have an extra sit here in the you know, the balcony for an extra 20 minutes or whatever. Like who's going to tell me off? Me. <laughs> Just... This happened to me when I first left. So I left my full-time job 12 months ago. And when I first left, so I went from like having my own yoga and wellness business, my own marketing and business coaching and working nine to five. I went from that just back into wellness and um, business coaching. And I was finding myself sitting at my desk from nine until five. And a lot of the time I couldn't even explain what I was doing. Like a, a lot of what I was doing, I thought was productive or necessary, but it really wasn't. And I was just trying to fill in the hours that I thought I should be working. Mm. And I mentioned this to someone and they referenced it as a nine to five hangover. Yeah. So it's like that period of time. And like some people might experience it when they retire or when they go on leave for a long period of time, but they finish, they finish work or they finish what this working for someone else where they feel like they have to be busy for all the hours that they're at this space working for someone else and then moving into their own thing. And it's like, um, wait a minute. So you kind of have to like reset and slow down. And sometimes it's easy to get caught up in that nine to five mentality. Hangover. Yeah, absolutely. It does feel like a hangover. And um, I said, the irony is that I never really did it. So, <laughs> but there's this just such a strong culture yeah. that you can just get sort of absorbed and you can read those messages and see the reels that are out there, like point of view. Yeah. Wrapping up the year, wrapping up, like, crawl to the finish line and I just I love what you said about that I don't I don't need to wrap up my year I don't need to wrap anything up I like to view it as taking a time to celebrate I think it's a nice time of reflection um it is kind of you know it is a time of celebration and so maybe take that view of it and if you want to do a, a what was the year like that's a nice time to do it but it doesn't mean there's a there's no stop there's no line in the sand that says this is it 
Yeah, it doesn't hit 31st of December and everything from this year dissolves. Yes, the Mayan clock, like, oh, my gosh, the world. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, that time ticks over and you go, oh, okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's the first, oh, thank goodness. But <laughs> yeah. also, like, the fireworks go, and as a, you know, when you're not at a party or whatever, you do the hoo-ha, you sort of lie in bed, you go, oh, happy new year, <laughs> you just go to bed, you wake up the next day and it's it's another day and another time to do more opportunities. But We've kind of covered it in some ways, but, you know, you've done this visualisation, you've done these, um, you really, I love the clarity that you have and that direction that you have, but can you tell us, for you right now, what does living a life you love look like? I think the biggest thing is freedom. So to be able to make um, spontaneous choices and go on adventures on a whim or to be able to go and do something without having to ask someone for permission to be able to go and do it. Um I think that's the ultimate flex with living a life you love. So filling it, filling your day with things that bring you joy for the pure fact that they bring you joy. So having something that you're passionate about where you find your purpose and you're able to fulfill that and live that every day, plus take time to do things that you love for the pure purpose that you love it, not because it's going to grow your business, not because it's going to clear your mind, not because it's going to... Um, you know, assist someone else, you're literally doing something because you love it and you just want to do it. Yes, I love it. It's really so lovely to see. I mean, I guess it's been nearly two years that to see your journey and um, to get to still, you know, just to see the evolution and to see where it's going. I'm so excited for you and I'm so excited for us. I know we're going to do some, there's going to be some fun things. I've already planned a road trip uh, in, I haven't planned it. I've, I've mapped out the road trip. So I'm going to come and see you in person um, in 2024. And, and it's going to be just for us. I'm going to bring my friends today and we're going to come. And I said, we're, we're going, we're going here, here and here. It's a girl's trip. It's a road trip. I mean, there's always like work brain on, but like, it's just because just for an experience. Just for the joy. Just, just yeah. no agenda. I mean, there's a little agenda, but like just but an agenda <laughs> of joy. I mean, I can't, I can't, I'm still me. I can't not have an itinerary or an agenda. Tick some <laughs> boxes. But I'm like, it's an agenda of seeing people and and doing joyful things and getting to have an experience. Why can't we do things just for that? Yeah, I love it. Can't wait. So tell me, tell us, how can we connect with you and what have you got on? Um, tell us the things. Uh, the easiest way to connect with me, I think, is my Instagram at kateastle underscore. And what's on for next year? So I'm moving very much into the space of teaching entrepreneurs how to use social media uh, with intention and purpose of driving sales to their offers. Um, I've got a larger coaching program, Mind Body Business, um, and it's where we go into what we've spoken about today. So designing that life, designing business around life. But there's, yeah, lots of things. It's all posted on my social media. I love it. Yes. And Kate, there's so much goodness. Uh, you can go down the wonderful rabbit hole of all her brilliant experimentation content. Yeah. Go binge the content. <laughs> Thank you for your conversation today. Thanks, Emma. Thank you for listening, lovely one. I hope this has inspired you to dream big and start creating a life you love today. If you love what you're hearing, don't forget to follow and rate on Spotify and rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. It helps other awesome people to find this podcast and get motivated and inspired as well. Want to stay connected? 
come and join the Live A Life You Love group on Facebook or connect with me on Instagram, emmalovell.au. The same as my website, but all the details are in the show notes, lovely. I'll see you next episode for more inspiration, motivation, and freedom seeking. Now go out there and live a life you love.